Wow. We're selling out hard. <laughs> it's the best feeling. It really is. I'm like, out. let's fucking go. Yes. Yes. Oh, what's up, ladies, gentlemen, and others? My name's Terrell Norton. God, it's, I love me. <laughs> I, why, why shouldn't you? I, I just, I, I love my trajectory at this point. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, no, like we, we have, uh, sponsors plural now. Yeah. Oh, so, yeah. I mean, we're kind of coming up in this capitalistic society. So, you know, what can you do? Hold on a second. Yes. There you go. Yes. There you we go. have a soundboard. We have, God, I don't even know who I am anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but today's guest is a repeat. Uh, you know, you were actually uh, mentioned by a, a, a regular uh, of this show. Not a regular of this show. I'm an old bartender. I call them regulars. Uh, a fan of this show as as the most likable guest. They wow. they really enjoy you, uh, well, Quinn Blakely. I'm glad to be back and be likable again. That's. <laughs> I'll say I was also mentioned by someone who was on this show. Uh, Wade McFarland and yep. you guys had a little discussion about my theater etiquette. Oh. And I uh Wow, uh, that was a that was a that episode was a while back. You're uh, you're holding a bit of a grudge there. I'm here to set the record straight <laughs> and say that it is absolutely true. I scream <laughs> at the top of my lungs when I am in a public movie theater. When yeah, we talked about uh when the movie Nobody. Yeah. And the story had to be told of uh you saw Christopher Lloyd for 0.5 seconds and you were just like still got it like he does. but he still does. he does i mean my absolute favorite line of the entire movie was you brought a lot of shotguns and he goes you brought a lot of russians you brought a lot of russians <laughs> he's got like five fucking shotguns hanging off of him i will say on my podcast we talked about the movie nobody and yeah we talked about how uh his he can only understand 50 percent of his lines because they are either uh, uh, very short, and he can really sell them. Right, or they are unbelievably garbled. <laughs> like one, uh, like he'll say that line where he's like, "You brought a lot of Russians," or he'll say something like, "Oh, not that, oh, my son knows Vidania. <laughs> Things like that that just sound insane. That was spot on. I thought I thought Christopher Lloyd was here. That was that was great. I th- I thought that movie was, and I hyped it up so much in my mind. I really did. Oh, yeah. And I went and watched it, and I was prepared. I was like, I hyped it up too much. Yeah. I fucked up. And then I watched it, and I was like, nope. It's yeah. perfect. It's- it is exactly what I wanted it to be. I actually, um, I've never done this before, but I uh, uh, purchased uh, a copy of that movie. Like a physical copy? I, no, I, well, I buy a lot of physical copies of movies. Oh, okay. Generally, I don't buy them from a red box. <laughs> I did buy nobody from a Redbox. Wow, you just had to have it. I had to have it. I, I was, mean, I was at Redbox getting a Redbox movie because I'm. That I think what's even metal. better about that sh- that movie. I love that this episode is even about that movie, but we're going to yeah. start this. Oh yeah, because it's just that good. Plus, we don't do movies on this one. That's your thing. It deserves to be talked. It about. does. It and I think too. The my favorite thing is is going on IMDb while I'm watching a movie <laughs> and going to the trivia portion. Oh, yeah. You and my dad. Oh, my God. It makes me so happy. You appreciate it so much more. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like, the fact that, like, the, the bus scene fight, you know, the bus fight scene. Yeah. If you've seen the movie, you know exactly what I'm talking about. If you haven't seen the movie, get your fucking life together. But, like, 
that one of the guys fighting him is the guy that trained him how to fight. Right, yeah. And he trained for two years to do this movie. Yes. So yes. I'm like, <laughs> this is the this scene is like a culmination of like years of work. Years of work from all these people. So I'm like, fucking, I have to know that. Uh, I mean, I've talked about. I've Why talked... do we have a like? It's bordering on a selfie stick. Apply like. <laughs> Oh, and a ring light. Are we doing TikToks? Let's fucking go. Yeah. I have a TikTok. Do you have a TikTok? People do film TikToks in here. I fucking... Okay. <laughs> Is it with card tricks? Because there's also a deck of cards here. <laughs> this office has everything. <laughs> but no, and I just... I knew that you, you really enjoyed that movie, so oh, I wanted to... I... Listen, as... I, we talked about this on my podcast, so go listen to my podcast. It's called Nobody Listens to Our Podcast. Yeah, <laughs> that's the title of the episode. Um, and me and Brad. Well, no, but the podcast is called. The podcast is called the Friday Night Death. Slide. There you go, <laughs> Bradley McPherson. Uh, but... There are people that that apparently only listen to my podcast on Soundstooth. So every once in a while, I'm like, "We'll knock it off. Go listen. Go listen to the other one. Listen to my podcast. <laughs> if you and I've been I'm on it, likable. Yeah, <laughs> and I've been on it. I've been on your podcast. You have. We talked about Thirteenth uh, Warrior. We did, and it was we fucking did. It was over Zoom, no less. So it was just it was during the the heat of the pandemic, but that would not stop us from talking about oh, movies. Man. But like, uh, I love, <laughs> I love your podcast. I really do. I think it's very. Uh, what's the word? You love movies a lot. We'll go with that. Oh, I I do. Yeah, I love movies. I have. I think it's probably the the one thing that I've had the most passion for in my life is movies. Yeah, well, yeah. Watching movies, making movies, the the idea of like living that like that American dream, right? Which and everyone kind of applies to like just generic stuff, but it, it really is like the American dream since like the fifties of like people come to America to make it in Hollywood, or right. people go from podunk nowhere to Hollywood to make movies. I rode the bus to L.A. Yeah. to become famous, and it's I like just got off the bus. <laughs> yeah, well, it was, oh, it was Thirty Rock. Whenever she gets off the bus, and she goes, "I made it." Hey, can you tell a plucky young prostitute where to go and make it? <laughs> <laughs> But I mean, like uh, when it comes to movies, and especially nowadays, I mean, there is kind of that overlay of, you know, television and movies. So does that kind yeah. of like translate for you, or is it um, you're mostly movies? Television was. I mean, I love television. I've. I. Uh, this is gonna. This is a crazy story. One of the <laughs> one of my first loves in terms of television was like old comedy shows. Yeah, like yeah. Gilligan's Island. Oh Get, wow. Get smart. Oh, uh, I, I do love me some Get Smart. Gets I won't lie. The original, like, oh, Don his, Adams. His is fucking amazing. voice was so perfect it's for the great. character as it's well. So great. Because the way he would talk, you're just like, oh, God, no wonder no one takes you seriously. Yeah. Stop. <laughs> yeah. Just stop. Like the whole Steve Carell movie, don't get me wrong. I enjoyed it's it. A fine movie. I yeah. enjoyed it for it what it was. the spirit. Yeah, for what it was. It's a Hollywood remake movie. And that's the thing is that, like, I think people a lot of the times need to go ahead and just fucking, hey, Calm the fuck down. <laughs> it's a it's Hollywood, man. They're fucking yeah. making as much money as they can, and they're like, "Oh, all you people want is remakes and sequels." Here we go. Yeah, there, there's a lot of really great movie. Like, so uh, back in the '80s, I'm gonna go off on a little tangent here and talk about something that I love, <laughs> which is on this podcast. How dare you? Which is the uh, the art of the good remake. Oh which yeah, hasn't happened in a while. I Quite a while. Think. Yeah. So back in the 80s, in the 70s, late 70s and early 80s, uh -huh. they decided that for some reason that they were going to remake a bunch of 50s B-movies. Okay. And they made uh, The Invasion of the Body Snatchers with uh, 
Uh, oh yeah, the remake uh, with Leonard Nimoy, right? Which is a, one of my favorite science fiction movies of all time. No the kidding. Remake, the original is fine, but it's once again it's a fifth. Yeah, but for the era, movie, like yeah. <laughs> you had to work. Well, actually, you didn't work that hard in order to get a B movie in the fifties. Yeah, exactly. In the fifties, they're still reeling from the movie pick, the moving pictures. You know what I mean? Like, exactly. oh my god, going to the theater is like that was a big deal. Yeah. Um, and so, now, like people go in fucking sweatpants with a fucking snuggie. Like, oh, man, those people are living the dream. Oh my god! You look. I look at those people. I'm like, I want to be them. Like that's. <laughs> So, like, they made remakes of all these 50s B-movies. Right, and this is in the 70s and 80s. 70s and 80s. It kind of, in, in my mind, it culminated with, like, The Fly, which was a remake. With, uh, with Goldblum, right? Yeah. And then The Thing, which was a remake of The Thing from Another World. Oh, God, the, I love The Thing. The Thing is so fucking good. And then, all of a sudden, they were like, wait, 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 we could do this with movies people actually remember. Right. And that's oh my the God. mistake. And, yeah, because they fucked up so many movies. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, we're gonna do, we're gonna do a remake of that. And I love the question though because I don't think any of them asked it. Why? Yeah. Why are you remaking this? Money, like, baby. Like they remade Point Break. Go fuck yourself. Yeah. Point Break is a delightfully perfect movie. Yeah. It knows what it is. It doesn't try too hard in the sense of it doesn't try to be something else. It definitely right. tries hard, but that's kind of its thing. <laughs> yeah. But like, and then at one point they were talking about remaking Princess Bride. Yeah. I, it, which I is mean, which is no. There's so many movies that they're like, oh, people like this. We should remake it. I mean, the the one that I can think of is that they – so they did the Ghostbusters remake with all the women. Right. That everyone hated. I personally – Hated. Everyone hated. I saw it, and I was personally like, eh. But that's the thing, though, is that it's like it's strong, Ghostbusters. It's yeah. supposed to be like, fucking yes! I didn't have any strong feelings about the, the, the remake with all the women. I didn't give a fuck that it was all women. I would yeah. like cool, whatever. You went that direction. That, Let's go. Everyone I, I everyone lost their minds and <laughs> I feel like everyone who hated it either was like just banking too much on nostalgia or is just like a right-wing right. conservative nut job. <laughs> They're like women. Women. <laughs> no. How dare you? <laughs> this world is run by white men. And they, How dare you? They just made the new I'm going to be really upset if someone just cuts that part out, and that's what they use to... Oh. Yes. <laughs> oh. That's what finally cancels that's, it for you. Yeah, finally. Not any of the, the, <laughs> the language, none of the things we've talked about, but just they cut all the context out of that one little <laughs> soundbite. But no, like, but at the same time, these are the same guys that, are, that were pissed about the fucking halftime show at yeah. the fucking oh Super gosh. Bowl. They're like, this is just ridiculous. This is the worst one of all time. <laughs> it's like, what didn't you like about it? Go ahead. Yeah, please, please put into words what exactly. <laughs> and even better is the ones they're like, they're like, I hated the whole thing except for Eminem. I'm like, mm, oh, what was different about that one artist? Oh, like, <laughs> hmm, curious. And even better is that like Eminem did this thing where he kneeled yeah. during his during the thing, and people I like just burped right in the microphone. That's it. <laughs> Sorry about that. I've done it. It's fine. Uh but I just love it because then you have these conservatives that are huge Eminem fans, right? And they got online immediately to defend his decision to kneel. They're like, he wasn't doing it for that. He wasn't doing it for the Kaepernick thing. He was doing it because uh, uh, he was showing uh, uh, respect to these other artists. I'm like, funny because you can't even do that. You were, yeah. You've were you been talking shit about this since it was happening. Like, there were live tweets going off about, like, oh, it's just bullshit. 
What happened to the country that I love? It's like, what is happening in bumfuck town that you live in? Jesus. Conservatives just don't believe in anything anymore. They really don't. Like, it, it, you, at least it used to be like, oh, let's let's sell weapons to Iran so we can fund the Contras. <laughs> right. Like, they were pretty aware of what was happening. Yeah, and, and they, they had were on... strong opinions. But now it's the only strong opinions that conservatives seem to have anymore is about abortion. And that's it. Abortion and Trump. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, that's pretty much it. But even that, it's not, it's, they, they would oh, be fine. Oh, no. they, they are... <laughs> passionate group about they, Trump. they want trump but i think they'd be fine if they had anyone c- close to trump in the like White House. If, if like if george w if his daughters decided to go for it if george w came back oh yeah if george if it was like oh we found a loophole to that only day, george w bush can right? be president again i still love like yeah I just love the 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 continue, like the timeline of Nixon and like no I'm sorry Reagan in office and everyone's yeah. like this is this is it this is quintessential worst Republican we could have possibly put in office and the electoral college went hold my beer <laughs> then we got W for two terms right and then America was like nope there he is the fucking flagship of worst Republican possible and then the electoral college went. Hold my Adderall. <laughs> and here comes fucking Cheeto baby hands yeah. down the stretch. I'm afraid to say he's the worst possible candidate yeah, of all time. What because what's next? next? We get the fucking Island Boys in there. Fucking holy shit. You know they're fucking Republicans. They're Florida <laughs> rich kids. Like, oh my God. Anyway. Oh, I think I'm giving myself an aneurysm right now. That's <laughs> you know what we could do. We could talk about a TV show or something. Hold on, maybe lighten the mood. Oh, That's, it's happening. This soundboard is great. It's so nice. <laughs> I really want to put an effect here because this one doesn't do anything. Look, it just nothing. So I really want to down. I want to put something there, and I almost want to have it be "fuck you, Landry." <laughs> just that way, it's just you can just hit it. Fuck you, Landry. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, we could talk about TV. I guess. I mean. I guess. We could. We could. Now, it was really funny to me how, like, you are honestly one of the more professional of the guests, simply because you go, how (laughs) fucking crazy would it be if I changed what show I wanted to talk about right before we go in the building? And I go, it's happened during the recording before, (laughs) like... (laughs) <laughs> no, like it was like I told you, uh, the Rat Boys, the rock and roll band that I had on, they straight up changed while we were recording. Like right, we hadn't yeah. talked about the show. I don't even remember what show they were wanting to talk about at first, but essentially we hadn't even talked about that show yet. Right. And so they were just kind of like, "Can we? Can we change?" I was like, "Yeah, go for it. Let's have. Let's do that then." Next thing you know, they've killed two cases of beer, and we've talked about King of the Hill for an hour and a half. <laughs> so, I mean, you whatever you want to do, man. Like that's <laughs> well. Originally, I had wanted to talk about Documentary Now, which right. is sort of a heady comedy show. It it really hinges on the fact that you understand documentary filmmaking, and then I I, I really uh... wish I would have brought whiskey if that's how this is going to go. This is. <laughs> <laughs> But and then, uh, but then you changed it. You I changed uh, it because I want to talk about it. And American it really Dad. is like the juxtaposition of both of these shows rattling around in your head to the point of I want to talk about one of them. No, I'll do the other one. Yeah, it goes documentary now. Very, very like you said, heady comedy and what have you. Yeah. Or American Dad. That's yeah. 
That's <laughs> honestly You've got layers. I'll give you that. I've watched I've watched I've watched all of American Dad. I've oh, watched every I have single too. episode that's available on Hulu. Mm-hmm. I've watched some of the ones that are street that are uh, on TV right now. Oh, I didn't even realize it was on TV it's, right it's now. So you've got me. It's still going on. It's still going on. Still happening. And for those of you that don't know about American Dad, it's the it's Seth MacFarlane, right? It's the same so this is the interesting thing. Okay. It's created by Seth MacFarlane right. in the period after Family Guy was canceled. I want to preface this with by saying something. Okay. I don't like Family Guy. Fair enough. Not a fan of Family Guy. I think Family Guy is one of those shows that the way I talk about it is it's a lot like the band Tool. I like the product. <laughs> I don't like the fans. <laughs> Like, I can sit down and watch Family Guy, cool. But if somebody tells me, I love Family Guy, I'm like, I immediately am hesitant to like you. Like, it's the same as, like, Tool or Marilyn Manson or anything like that. I like the products, you know what I mean? Like, cool, you made a music. That's well done. You know what I mean? Whatever. (laughs) Or, like, Rick and Morty, perfect example. Oh, Rick and Morty, I love the show. (laughs) Cannot stand the fans. Can't stand them. I, I think Rick and Morty is a more extreme example than be, and and I'll and, and to briefly touch on the the state of adult cartoons right. currently is insane. It's it's it's, it's fucking nuts. It is a fucking madhouse out there. You can there are so many. If out you just there. say, "Hey, we grabbed a half dozen comedians. We've got this idea for a cartoon." I'm pretty sure that's all you need, and Comedy yeah. Central, somebody's going to fucking yeah. greenlight it. There's... Or even better, a streaming <laughs> service. You know what right, I mean? Yeah. Like, if you strike out with all of television, you can apparently go, all right, well, fuck it. Let's, uh, hey, Netflix. <laughs> and they're like, yeah, whatever. Give us fucking 12 episodes. We're going to release them all on the same fucking day, and uh, good luck to you. <laughs> What's that? Bill Burr's got an idea for a cartoon? Sure. Greenlight. That'll run for... Five seasons? I don't even I think know. it's on fifth, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that fifth season just came out, and I was just kind of like, does he even still have shit to say? <laughs> like, we get it. The 70s were weird, man. What the fuck? At this point, they're, they, they should be moving past the 70s. Dude, seriously, like, at this point, it's like, how are they not getting any older, guys? Yeah. It's not The Simpsons. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Well, okay, so I Simpsons, in my opinion, is one of the funniest shows, one of the... Oh, yeah. Best writing of an adult cartoon. Well, that's because Matt Groening is a time traveler. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Like, the the, seeing people like like Conan O'Brien was a former Simpsons writer. Every comedy comedy nerd in the world knows this fact. Right. And if you (laughs) didn't know that, if you didn't know that, you're not a comedy nerd. That's okay. (laughs) That's okay. But like I, uh, I just love The Simpsons just simply based on the fact that it was like it was one of the first, you know, ad- quote adult yeah. cartoons. Yeah. And the way he did it that differs between like South Park or Rick and Morty or that, it went there, but not in the way of like an edge lord on an open mic or anything yeah. like that. It was just like we went there because we pointed out what's going on. It was more or, absurd. Yeah, it was an know? absurd way to go about it. Like, oh my gosh, that <laughs> child is cursing. It's like he said, "Damn, calm the fuck down." Yeah, like, <laughs> it it presents real. It presents like a hyper, hyper, you know, weird and strange version of reality, but it's still a reality. It's like it definitely. It, is. I mean, and I mean, curse words. Yeah, they're all yellow. So it wasn't like he was like, "This is the real world." <laughs> You know, it, it's just a weird fucking way to look at things. Like, and uh, so 
like the the correlation between adult cartoons. You look at The Simpsons, you just see, oh, it's it, Simpsons almost feels like a perfect product right out the gate. Like they they had the formula almost down immediately. They were like, we're gonna do oh, absolutely, we're gonna do sitcoms, we're gonna do family sitcom stuff, but we're gonna do it amped up to eleven. Right. You know, where I think one he, family would get a dog, the Simpsons are going to get an elephant. You right. You know, that kind of thing. I think he had 100% his finger on the pulse that he realized, wow, he's like looking at all of television at the time going, you're all fucking bran muffins. Like, this is. Right, yeah. And, and, how about some chocolate chips, motherfucker? Like, that, like you know? and that was a weird time, too, because in the 90s, I remember it so vividly that it was like. Christianity was making a weird comeback. Like, all of a sudden, it was like, we all want to be Christians. We can't get down with this devil stuff. And that was about the time that, like, Simpsons, Beavis and Butthead, and, like, if you come out with something like, we can't have stuff like that. Yeah. Believe you me, we're coming out with some shit (laughs) like that. That's gonna fucking happen. It sort of felt like the, like, so in the 70s, television was very... you can sort of see the very uh, uh, the parallels between like seventies television and eighties television. It, oh yeah, it like it's the same sets. It's a lot of the same actors. It's uh, the same, and they all have, have their same, same tropes yeah. and, and their same like archetypes for exactly. certain things. And like, that continued like well up to nineteen ninety. You know, like I would argue it's still going on. Right? Yeah, there's like still it's, some shows. It's still the whole fucking. The one line that sticks in my head that has been in almost every sitcom of all time is, aren't you two forgetting something? Yes. That is a line that is going to live rent-free in my head because the second it happens on any sitcom, I'm like, there it is. That's a fucking mistake. Like, that's <laughs> <laughs> like it's always the same thing. Or the, um, the uh, I broke something or something happened to this thing that they love so much, right. we have to replace it. Before oh, they yeah, notice, yeah. yeah, that's that is a tried and true fucking archetype of fucking sitcoms, and we still watch them. Yeah, but and I think what's funny about the show that you picked too is that it's like with American Dad, they even put that on Front Street, and in, in some cases where they're just kind of like, okay, we know what we're supposed to do, <laughs> we're not gonna fucking do it, right? Like, <laughs> so. Let me talk a, a little bit about. Let you why... talk. Fuck no. <laughs> it was my show. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the reason I picked this show over documentary now is because what if I came on to talk about documentary now? Yeah. All I would say is it's so good because it is so good. It really is. It's very funny. It's and they have a lot of stuff amazing guest stars and things. Oh, God, like, it's yeah. incredible. It's incredible. The the Bill Hader as the as the American like what is it fuck I'm trying to remember because it's been a long time since I actually watched it but yeah. Bill Hader's character in that in one of their skits is he's like he's playing a woman oh right? the Grey Gardens the one? Grey Gardens yeah and it's just yeah. so in the American flag there yes and yeah. it's so incredibly like I was sitting there watching it going I thought at first I thought it was an actual documentary <laughs> show yeah and so I'm sitting there watching it and I was like well what the fuck and then I saw Bill Hader and I go. Wait, how high am I? Is that Bill Hader? Like, <laughs> yeah. And then it clicked. Like, oh right, this is this is satirical. Okay, cool. But it was just one of those like, <laughs> it's it's that well done though, right? That you do kind of like, oh, <laughs> it, it it pushes it pushes the the idea of uh, uh, parody into an art form 
Almost. Absolutely. Like in the way that like S because it, it, it stems from an SNL sketch where they made uh, a fake documentary on SNL about right. uh, a rock, like a British rock star who wrote songs about how much he loved Queen Elizabeth. It was uh, Fred Armisen, right? Yeah, Fred Armisen. And it was like this that. anarchist fucking English punk band. Yeah, yeah. But they couldn't get over the fact that he had all these songs about Thatcher and how much he loved her. Yeah. And and Fred Armisen did a lot of work on that. Which is fucking genius, by the way. Like so funny, <laughs> such a great idea. And it, they like they spent so much time working on it. And Fred Armisen wrote real full songs, like parody song, not parody songs, but like from scratch songs that just sounded like of the era, right? And they were like, we could just do this as a whole show. And then they like bring John Mulaney on, and he's one of the greatest writers of all time to write easily some, to write some of the best dialogue ever. Now I I don't know. Have you been keeping up with this John Mulaney thing? Oh, that he's having a baby with Olivia Munn. Yeah, the lucky bastard. Yeah. Well done. Yeah. Seriously. Like, if you're gonna leave your wife, <laughs> you <laughs> might as well do it for someone that most of America's <laughs> nerds have a heart on for. Like, John, John Mulaney should write a book called How to Leave Your Wife. How to Leave Your Wife and Be Okay with It. Like, <laughs> well, and then, like, he would, well, because wasn't it he was in rehab for a little while? Yeah, yeah. And, you know, good for him, went ahead and took care of it. And then he gets out of rehab. And I love the idea of he's like, all right, did the program. I got out. I'm feeling great. Come here, bitch. Let's make a baby. <laughs> like, that's, <laughs> yeah. Like, I just love the idea of, like, wow, when you, when you, Get out of that gutter. You get the fuck out of that gutter, man. Like, you did some oh, shit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But, like, and then now, like, and I'm also kind of, like, I'm I'm concerned about future <laughs> projects because I'm just kind of, like, how is he supposed to impress us now? Right, yeah. I'm I'm very curious to see what his next stand-up special is like because. There's no way that's not coming there out. There is a huge elephant in the room oh, now yeah. that he needs to address. Like, Louis C.K. is doing stand-up again. Oh, my God. And I'm just oh my like, God. I will he's say. he's still funny. That's the he's problem. He's fucking hilarious. It's and I still fucking the, hate it. That's the problem. I'm Fuck like, I want Louis. to hate you so bad. Fuck I really do. Louis. But then, like, he comes on stage, and one of the first jokes he told was about the incident. Right, yeah. And so I'm just like, God damn it. I can't even be mad at you. You brought it up. Like, you were just like, yep, that happened. Yeah, you, like, he's such a, like... Say it, what you will about the incidents, okay? I okay, but the the incident is one thing. The fact that his apology was so shitty, yeah, was was the big one for me because there have been other people who have done horrible things in the past and have sincerely apologized and tried absolutely. to make absolutely. And I've you know opened my heart back up to some of those people. And you know what, Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> what fucking Hall of Fame? My bad. You know what I mean? Like. <laughs> Like he goes to prison, gets out and goes, My bad guys, and we all went, It's okay, buddy. You come on back. <laughs> but I mean, that's the thing too, is I had to explain this about uh Dave Chappelle actually recently. Really? Same topic. Because if you watch the special that he got in trouble for, we'll say, quote unquote, it wasn't really that transphobic what he was saying or anything like that, right? So then the trans community comes out and comes comes up against Dave Chappelle and goes, Hey, what the fuck? And essentially, if he'd have just been like, well, no, that's not. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to offend anyone. This was just, you know, it's a funny ha-ha. I'm a court fucking jester. <laughs> they hand me a microphone and I just start fucking talking. Right. But what he did was he doubled down on it. 
it to, that was the part that really pissed a lot of people off. To me, the whole Dave Chappelle situation, I don't is that it'd be different if some of the stuff he said was actually funny. And some of the stuff okay, really yes. wasn't funny. I said that, and the person like, I was talking to got very offended by that. And I go, it's okay if I think that Dave Chappelle's shit isn't funny every once in a while. Right, because yeah. he's already got me. Hook, line, and sinker on his oh, old stand-up, the yeah. Chappelle show. He's a fucking, he's a genius. I get that. But every once in a while lately, he's kind of missed the mark. He knows he doesn't have to be on point all the time. The Dave Chappelle situation kind of reminds me of like when Chevy Chase was on Community. And and he was outed and, as a fucking racist. And all of a sudden it came out that he was like saying, like behind the scenes he was saying racist stuff. Which by the way, like I, it, I just read recently the, like the whole thing about, because it, it, it came up again. For some reason, it was like. Well, the community is on Netflix, <laughs> and it might have been it might have been my fault um, because it is in my rotation, and I did just start watching it again. That's my bad coin. But but like someone asked him, they're like, "What do you think about the idea that people will say that you're hard to work with?" And he's like, "I am. I'm Chevy Chase. You know, if people don't like working with me, they don't have to." And it was like, okay, sure, but like, but also, but you see what these people are saying. But at the same time, like, apparently that's been kind of his thing since right the whole seventies and eighties and shit like that. That he was kind of a fucking asshole the whole time. But then all these people have been like, oh my gosh, so heartbreaking, America's sweetheart. I go, what? (laughs) He's been a fucking prick since the word go. What are you talking? That's like his thing too. We get it. You like Fletch? Shut the fuck up. (laughs) Also, if I were to go so far as to say something along the lines of, especially from that timeline, I've got two. The ones that, if I found out they were actual pieces of shit, it would genuinely break my heart and I'd have to kind of oh, blanket burrito. Yeah. It's the other two amigos. Steve Martin and Martin Short. Yeah. If it, if it came down to it and you found out that they were terrible people, <laughs> I'm not going to lie to you. I'd have to go. I would have to recuperate at home. Like, I would. No. I love Steve Martin. I truly do. And I don't give a shit. Yeah. Like, so I'm assuming you're a fan of the Only Murders in the Building show? Fuck yeah, I am. Oh, God. So That's good. so good. So I'm, good. There are definitely shows that I am – I can't bring it up. Like, you've been on the show twice. You know how yeah. this works. I ask you what show you want to do. I don't give yeah. you any kind of, like, suggestions or anything because I want you to pick a show that you want to talk about. But there are some shows that in my head I'm like, only murders in the building. Only murders in the building is one of them. Uh, yeah. there, there's, I can't even say anymore because if somebody's <laughs> listening and then I ask him to be on the show later, they're gonna be like, "Oh, I want to pick that one because he'll, he'll really I know enjoy that." that. You talk about yeah, it. I don't want that. I want you know, I'm not doing it. I'm, I'm gonna get myself all worked up and shit like that. But only murders in the building is incredible. It's brilliant. It really is because it's... it is it it is the focus. On this idea of being famous is my right, absolute yeah. favorite thing of the show. Because it's not one of those things that it's like, <laughs> we're going to make fun of people that want to be famous. If anything, they're like, these people not only exist, they have their own things going on as well. And a lot of right. times, they succeed. Yeah, yeah. All they wanted was to be famous however they could. And a lot of them succeed. It's fucking weird. Like those, like we were talking about those island boys. <laughs> I fucking hate those two so goddamn much. Like they're fucking awful people. But like, they did it. They're like we're famous. <laughs> like I'm like fuck. But like with this show especially, it was just kind of like it was something that they're super into, which is podcasts, murder yes. podcasts. Yes, yes. The, and then the whole there is true one crime. 
the whole true crime element is very interesting because I don't think it's something that's been touched on enough. It, it, the fact that... Especially not in comedies. No, no, no. And if they do, it's always a very <laughs> dark comedy, whereas this kept it, honestly, considering the subject matter, pretty light. Yeah. Like, for years, like, the idea of, like, true crime has has kind of permeated under the surface of society. Right. And, like, only comes to the it's surface. It's kind of like we don't like to talk about it, but when we do, sort of, it's almost yeah. like an entertaining There are people light. who, for years, have been fucking talking about fucking db cooper yep. and and goddamn charles manson you're fucking years. talking to one right now motherfucker <laughs> that's me ask me my favorite serial killer do it because i don't have one i love them <laughs> Look, you love all i of used them. to i used to have this thing on the show where actually i would ask pretty much every guest who their favorite serial killer was just because it's it's i find it to be kind of an insight into the person right because for every type of person i'm sorry there is a serial killer that you're kind of like i get that guy yeah like for the longest time mine was ted bundy not because of anything other than i love the aspect of nobody knew nobody had any fucking idea that this guy was a lunatic a wolf in sheep's clothing and then you've got people that their favorite is like Dahmer because it was like you know he was a little off and it was a, and then you got the ones that you should stay away from and their favorites are guys like Albert Fish who oh, used to the put gray man dude who used to put sewing needles up into his taint and like oh. fly out like the roses with thorns and his urethra like yeah if that's your favorite serial killer seek help you know like that's <laughs> <laughs> but I mean like that, that used to be a thing but then I think I'm trying to remember which guest kind of killed it because I asked them, and it was essentially like, I don't have a favorite. And I go, oh, so I'm weird? Like, that's, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I don't like this level of existentialism and I'm having right now. Everyone up to this point has answered the question, except you. Except you, you fuck. Like, and that was the best part, is like, most of the guests I had before, with barely missing a beat, that's my favorite. Oh, like, yeah. but, and that's the thing, too, is that now you've got so many of these true crime documentaries and podcasts and fuck a shitload of podcasts about true crime. I'll start mine later, but like, (laughs) but like, it's just one of those things that it's like, I don't know what it is about it that I enjoy so much. I think it's one of those things that it's like, Oh, well, if that happened, then I'm not too worried about the fact that I forgot milk on the grocery list or some dumb shit like that. You know? Well, I mean, there there's true crime podcasts in which people talk about, crimes right and then there's true crime podcasts where people investigate like the serial type of podcast right which is what happens in that particular show right, is right, that right. they're investigating which it's weird too because they start the podcast while investigating exactly so every week you kind of get this up-to-date update yeah. if you will it does get it, the the it's it's exactly what you feel when you're watching a true crime pod or listening to exactly a true crime podcast is that they've they've serialized it in such a way right that every week is a new revelation. But the difference is that you don't actually know if these characters are going to make it to the end. They might yeah. die. Well, and, and even that's, better, that's the very interesting it's idea. It's just, it's, and the cast. My oh, God. God, yeah. It's so good. Brilliant. But we're not here to talk about Only Murders in the Building because we got to save that. I have, we have to save that. <sighs> I've got to get out my opinion on American Dad really quick. And, that's then, we, <laughs> and then we can do whatever tangents you want to do. <laughs> I just, I've got to say it right it's now. It's fine. We're only at 35. We're only at 35 minutes right now, Quinn. American well, <laughs> Dad is better than Family Guy. It and is. I, and I think it's because Seth MacFarlane isn't a writer on the show. I, ooh. 
You might have pissed off a lot of people just now. I, I have so much respect for Seth MacFarlane. Oh, absolutely. I have nothing but he's a brilliant Oh, my God. The actor. Orville? Come on. I love The Orville. I love The Orville. Honestly. So good. I feel a little ashamed to say that <laughs> because I am such a Star Trek fan, but I really love The Orville. But that's why I love The Orville. It gives me those it old sci-fi television show vibes, yeah. and I love that. But I get what you're saying, though. Seth MacFarlane is the driving force for the let's go there. Yeah. You know what I mean? He, let's, let's take it up a notch. And he's got a style. He's he got does. a style, which is that, uh, hold on, let's stop the story for just a minute so we can so we can do a cutaway. Or let's stop the story right. so which we Which American do Dad does have a few of, right, but, but nothing feels... as like over the top as Family Guys. Right. I would say American Dad feels more punk rock. Very anarchist, for sure. Yeah, because the way that it, it stops the narrative to do jokes feels in some places very natural like there's times where like just a scene will kind of end and then so and then it'll just keep going and you'll just see the characters kind of talking about something else yeah or you'll see like roger i, I Roger's honestly just, like, do a I'm, bit. I'm glad you said something about like the because in my mind the reason i like it better is is the flow of the show yeah exactly. is that it's like family guy is very and it's just very like okay what and I smoke too much weed for that shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like fucking. Wait, what the fuck just happened? Whereas, like American Dad, I'm I'm smoking my weed still, but I'm like, okay, yeah, no, of course you're gonna go with leg, you know, legs in the wheel, man. Of course, yeah, of course that's who's <laughs> in this episode. Sure, for sure. And then like the episode where like it's uh, uh, Halloween and Stan wants to scare Francine, right? Yeah. So he gets actual serial killers. But they're too boring, he says, because they're behind glass. Right, yeah. And so he just lets them loose in the house, and they end up all getting murdered by various characters and right. shit like that. That is definitely an over-the-top thing, <laughs> but it didn't feel over-the-top in the way that they presented it. Um, I, I want to talk a little bit about Family Guy. Okay, hold on. Because there's one... <laughs> fucking yeah cracking it open with the goddamn boys cracking uh there's okay, one so episode family of guy. family guy that sticks out to me and it's a, the murder mystery episode that happened a couple seasons ago perhaps you're familiar i don't believe i am actually it's a murder mystery in which james woods is murdered and then there's a whole thing about it i i will say the one thing that i do enjoy about family guy is little things like that that it's like it's not james woods plays a character james fucking woods plays james woods yeah. on the show yeah. and he's out of his fucking mind and and yet the show seems to have so much derision towards james woods right. and yet he keeps coming back <laughs> and on. he's just like okay <laughs> and, and oh you mean hades yes i love him what <laughs> it really feels like is they were like hey i don't really want to do this anymore you guys take so many cheap shots at me my patch just came on. oh wow yeah i should sew that better i um, should probably stop sewing my patches on while i'm high uh, <laughs> they, they, did, <laughs> they did a murder mystery episode and it, it really focused on the murder mystery aspect and i watched that recently and i was like oh this this actually is kind of good and i was like, like the I, like the storytelling aspect the of it? storytelling like, aspect of it the fact that it was using all of the character like it was every character in the show jesus that was it, it was it's that's it's, a fuckload of people it's though. crazy and it like paired up characters that you don't really see usually hang out with each other and right talking. it was very interesting and I was like, huh. I'll have to watch that one. Oh, wait, is that streaming anywhere, by the way? Uh, yeah, it's on Hulu. Hulu, okay. Uh, Family Guy's on Hulu, American Dad's on Hulu, you know, all that stuff. But I think what I, I love most about American Dad as well is that it's like, 
like I was saying, like the flow of it, like it is, it, you don't have to have watched the previous episode to get what's no, happening in this no. one, but each episode has a flow of like, okay, so this happened, and then because of that, this happened, and because of that, this happened, whereas Family Guy is just kind of like, it almost seems like they just put a bunch of plot points into a hat oh. and went, okay, this happened, then what happened? Uh, This happened. Why the fuck did that happen? <laughs> and Seth MacFarlane sitting there going, that's the fun. We're going to figure out what happened. Like, oh, my God. I'm exhausted just from talking to you. Right. <laughs> and so people always say, like, shows – and, and the, my point about bringing up that Family Guy episode is that that episode is what American Dad is all the time. All the time. Every episode. All the time. They they The way that they intermingle their characters and push every character to their limit – like there the the whole arc where Jeff uh Jeff Fisher yeah. Ailey's husband is just abducted by aliens and gone for oh, yeah. a while and you and every and there's a couple episodes where we kind of follow his journey right it's very interesting it feels like the like a season arc of like Absolutely. a real television show Absolutely. yeah <laughs> and even better though is that it's ex- exactly what I was saying though is it's like if you didn't see that episode where he gets abducted or anything like that and you weren't keeping up you still know what's going on. Right. Everything is very, like, out in the open, you know? Yeah. They, they, they show off a lot of stuff. I think one of the brilliant things that, fa- that uh, Family Guy couldn't pull off, that American Dad does pull off, is th- the shenanigans that Stewie and Brian often get into yeah. have never felt earned to me. Like, the fact oh. that, like... There's stuff that's happening, and then oh, but also Stewie and Brian. It's are kind doing of a shoehorned beeline, kind right? Of thing. Exactly. Yeah. But in American Dad, they they literally have a character that's an alien that can be anyone. I one of my all time favorite fucking lines from that. Well, it's like this little skit. Okay, so for those of you that don't watch, Roger the alien yeah. has many disguises because at first it was just they don't want people to know there's an alien. You know, Stan's right. a CIA agent. He inadvertently took this alien. They don't want people to know. It turned into Roger has so many facades and everything. Like the character, it's not just dressed up to him anymore. He is that person mm-hmm. when he's in those clothes. Oh, but yeah. one of my all-time favorite things is he goes, all right, Stan, I've got it. It's fine. I know a guy. It's going to be you, isn't it? <laughs> He goes, what? No, this is a this is a highly decorated doctor or whatever. He goes, Roger, I'm going to tell you right now, if we get to this office and it's you, I'm going to be mad. <laughs> and then he gets there and he goes, hey, how's it going? He goes, God damn it. Like, <laughs> but just that bit where he's just like, they're aware of it. You know what I mean? So it's just, right, right, right. it becomes its own bit where he's just like, if it's you. I'm going to be angry. <laughs> they, and, and they somehow managed to make that joke so many times, and it's always funny. There's this, there's one where there, it, there's an episode about uh, dog racing. And, uh, oh, and that's Roger right. Goes, uh, uh, Haley. You know, he has that right. um, and he goes, His fucking voice is so Andy Dick. It's fu- I love that they make that reference later. Like, oh, God. That's also the other thing, too, is that that show is so aware of itself. Right, yeah. That it knows. It's just kind of like, it is kind of fucking weird that that alien talks like that. All right, what if we have Andy Dick in this next episode? <laughs> I think it's like Roger goes off to live with another family, and, and so Stan tries Dick. to replace him, and he, the closest he could find was Andy Dick. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, So in a, it's a, a dog racing episode, and he goes, Haley, I've, I've, I know a, the best dog trainer in the world. And she goes, <laughs> 
it's you, isn't it? And he goes, no, are you kidding me? I'm I am not the dog trainer. Me, a dog trainer? That's ridiculous. I am not the dog trainer. I'm the dog. It's, it's the, the fact that he is everyone and all oh at the same God. time. There's a great one where like they're. Wasn't there one where they're all like all of his facades are. Oh, all show up. All yes. show up. Like yes. and he like they have to fight all of them or something yeah, like that. Yeah. It's like it's there's so many episodes oh that God. take place in the post apocalypse. I will reason. say, and I think you're gonna absolutely agree with me because I, I feel like we have similar yeah. loves of this show. And so one of my all time favorite episodes of that show is whenever they go and they're having to fight off Santa and the elves oh God, from yeah. the trailer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is a masterpiece. That is I love that, but I can't help it. I love that one so much because even the fucking premise of that episode is so dumb and out there. Right. But the the reason the here's the thing that I love about okay, you know what? Fuck it. Here we go. The thing the thing that I I have to kind of stretch a little bit. Let's I got go this. and everyone get ready. <laughs> Let's get go. ready. Here he comes. Uh, uh. <laughs> Yeah, we should probably get rid of that one. What about this one? Okay. There we go. That's more appropriate. Uh, my favorite thing in the world with shows like that is if you take something that is so unbelievably dumb, but yeah. you commit to it so fucking hard. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's what I like to think of as the Princess Bride dynamic. Like, right. it could have been so cheesy. It could have been so awful. But because you full-on grab your nuts committed to that shit, oh, yeah. it's incredible. Like, that's my thing, is that it's like, you know, and speaking of, I believe you're also here to promote one I, such thing. Well, maybe. <laughs> maybe I am. I think one of the reasons, by the way, this episode almost didn't happen. Yeah, Last week, uh, we, 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 you were scheduled for last week. We yeah. ran into a little bit of a, a – we won't get into it. We won't right, get into yeah. it. It's kind of a scandalous thing, Hollywood style. And uh, – <laughs> My car wouldn't start. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, and then so this week, you know, we wanted to make sure to get you on and everything like that to promote uh, Terrible People. Terrible People. It's a show. It's a great show, <laughs> uh, and it's doing a premiere at Circle Cinema on the 24th. 24th. And, yeah. And yeah. Circle Cinema is, uh, it's around Admiral and Lewis, right? Yes. It's right next to First Street on Admiral. Yeah, it is. It is. Uh, it's in Sorry, between. On Lewis. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's in between uh, First and Admiral on Lewis. Yeah. Um, the amount of history right that's- Right near the warehouse market, if you're familiar. Or Whittier? Eh. <laughs> Yeah, you're right. Whittier is a bar where a lot of people go to. You're like, yeah, but the warehouse market. Oh, that's I fucking love the warehouse market. <laughs> well, no, and the thing about terrible people, uh, we're both in it. Yeah, we are both. In we it. are both in it, uh, and we both. Well, you more so than me, but we both helped write it as well. And yeah, it was a lot of fun. Those Zoom meetings are still oh, burned into my brain. My God, some of those things that were said, I'm just like, there's no fucking way that's getting put in a fucking script, dude. <laughs> We want people to like this show. Like, <laughs> I don't know how many times I pitched a few of those ideas, though. And it was like, yeah, but are we going to do this? It's like, Terrell, let it go. I'm like, no. I... The, the process of writing is always so much fun because there's that first 
part of it where it's like, oh, I'm going to let my imagination run wild. Right. And just put whatever I want on the page. And then there's the part where we were at, like the part that we were supposed to do, which was the re- revisions. Right. To be when, kind of like, well, this is the baseline. Sure. But right, couldn't but we do it a little bit can, this way? How can we objectively do this? And objectively, how can we make this better? On a budget. I, I think my absolute favorite part of doing those was it's a Zoom call. You can see literally everyone that's involved in yeah. the meeting. Yeah. And if it was you involved because you were part of that baseline script or anything like that, yeah. if someone goes, they wouldn't do that, you're like, oh, I, I guess not. Like, <laughs> <laughs> And I was always just kind of like, he's right there. Like, You're going to hurt his fucking feelings, Holy man. shit. Like, fucking stop. You can stare him in the eyes and say that. Oh, well, and even funnier to me, and it's only going to be funny to people who know all of the names that I'm about to use, are that every single one of these meetings, the only three consistent writers of every single one of those meetings was myself, Dan Fritchie, and Matt Sloan. <laughs> <laughs> We were at every one. The cream of the crop. Yeah. And I'm like, you talk about three of the most randomly put together fucking comedic minds. Like, as if it's like on the, you know, the uh, political alignment scale. Yeah. You know what I mean, <laughs> it's like you guys would all be on totally different sides. Oh, yeah. I'm definitely not what you would call a neutral. <laughs> I'm definitely Instead chaotic. Of politics, it's like styles of comedy. Right. And it's like different scales. I and mean, you are I would wildly go, different. I would say like Dan Fritchie is definitely more of like a lawful, like a chaotic lawful. lawful. Yeah. That I would sense. go chaotic lawful. I'm more of a chaotic neutral. Yeah. I, I really enjoy my, my evil things. Yeah. And then I would go so far as like Matt Sloan is full neutral. Yeah, I, I can see that. I can see him dipping a little into a uh, uh, neutral evil. Yeah. De- oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> dipping his toe. Dipping like, his toe every once in a while. Some of the ideas evil. he came up with, he would throw them out there and be like, huh, that's that's really dark. <laughs> and I love that kind of stuff. Oh, absolutely. Like, if you're, if you're okay with going dark, I'm probably okay with talking to you. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because it's like... If the idea popped in my head for a dark joke, I'm going to tell that motherfucker. Like that's, <laughs> But, I mean, with terrible people, what's funny, too, is just, again, the reason that I brought it up is, like, even just the premise of the show oh, yeah. is, like, it's kind of a dumb premise, if not done correctly, which I think it, it has been done very, very correctly. I think it's done quite well, and I think it's hilarious. It's definitely a premise that you would see on, like, a, it's... We're living. I in- honestly, I feel bad about using the word "dumb." I don't think it's a dumb premise. No, I think no, no, it's- no. I kind of, I kind of agree with you that it's a little bit of a dumb premise. But the fact that it is a, so, the premise of the show is that it's about a multi-level marketing company, right? Which is something that I don't think gets a lot of, you know, media attention. It gets like certain B storylines, and they like The Office had right. a cold open about it, but that's it. Like it didn't right. go in depth to it or anything, right? And this show really, but this show really isn't about a multi-level marketing company, right? What it's about is con artists, terrible people, right? These two terrible fucking people who decide. How can we make money without actually having to work? And I'm pretty exactly. sure that's a line that is said in the show. Yeah. Is how can we get money without having to work? And, there, and there's shows that have sort of tackled this premise before. But the difference is, is that where some of those shows are more like open-ended on the idea of uh, uh, the lives of con artists. Right. Uh, like, you know, he lot- doesn't want to do this, but his, <laughs> his child is in need of diabetes medication or whatever. It's like, can't you just make him an asshole? Like, I, 
just one goddamn time like well a lot of the people that we've talked to this about this show with have been like oh so it's like always sunny and it's like kind mm, of i this, this show feels a lot more focused like, absolutely the, the whole season is focused in one direction where i feel like always sunny is more like random like it, well and it's it's exactly like we were talking about uh, as far as like the correlation between like american dad and family guy whereas this one is more a linear story as well. Yeah, like yeah. it is. Like if you didn't catch the the episode before, you're not going to get what's going on. You watch it in order, right? Whereas can... it's always sunny. Is the story is per episode on? Yeah, it's whatever. You know, it's and and that's and that's why I love Always Sunny. But the the idea of a show that chronicles the you know sort of lead up to and the implications of a, a the implications. con <laughs> of a con like this <laughs> because of the implication didn't mean to make that reference but it worked so well <laughs> it just rolled off the tongue it was great <laughs> of a con like a mul- yeah thank you yeah you deserve that thank you, you sir that. That thank nice. you <laughs> like what happens when i do get- love the idea of of at least one listener being like if he hits that fucking soundboard one more goddamn time <laughs> Well, no, sorry, I don't mean... <laughs> Get that... Since, ever since they got the soundboard, they've gone downhill. Right, like, he's oh, he's man. just that guy that's just, like, has to hate anything that's getting any better. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. oh, they get a soundboard and a new studio, all of a sudden they're too good for everybody. Oh, man, I liked it better when Joe Rogan said the N-word. <laughs> we, uh... Well, already, we hate Joe Rogan on this podcast. It's oh, thank fucking god! Yeah, it's it's just been a recurring thing, and I, I can't find uh, any anything that uh, makes me like him. Yeah, I definitely want to hear what the host of Fear Factor wants to right. say about politics. You got your fucking millions from eat, watching people eat an elk dick. Like, get Jesus the fuck Christ. out of here! Who gives a shit what you have to say about society? <laughs> I am the modern philosopher, Joe Rogan. <laughs> no, the way I heard it explained that I feel is just a little bit too spot on, and it's scares me sometimes is it it's like joe rogan is a caveman that found a time machine and then came to this time and every guest it's like explain to joe explain to joe how world works like and it's scary how fucking spot on that is but we digress uh let's you want to do you want to sell out with me a little bit more yeah let's let's do, let's it. do the second uh let's do it. sponsor real quick and that is and you know uh the owner of this this do company I? actually flip city pinball do I? Yeah, uh, Lucas DeWitty. Oh, Lucas DeWitty owns this this company. It's a it's a Twitch stream, but it's also kind of like a. How uh, would anyway? Well, this is the the quote that I was sent. Okay, you ready? Flip City Pinball, pinballs, cool kids. Which you've already got me. You've already got me. Check out Lucas on Twitch streaming pinball all over Tulsa and introducing you to all the faces of Tulsa's amazing ass pinball community. I don't know that if you people. Awesome. It is fucking awesome. Like if you've never, like you've you you've uh, twitched. If if I if I, like you've tuned into. Oh yeah. Yeah yeah. You no, haven't started. I've yeah. never streamed. I've never been the streamer, but I've been the watcher. You've been the streamed. I don't know why that sounds dirty. Like that's. <laughs> Hold on. Uh... <laughs> but no, essentially, what it is is that like he'll he'll set up he'll post up on one of his pinball machines because he owns quite a few around town and so he sets those up at bars and things like that and so what he'll do is he streams like like top down yeah like multiple camera angles the guy is legit he really is and it shows what's going on in the pinball but also like what's going on with the person that's playing it's fantastic i can't 
Honestly, even if he wasn't sponsoring us, I would still recommend this highly. It's one of those things. Right. And that's kind of what we want to try and do on this podcast is that we don't ever want to be sponsored by someone that we don't actually believe in. Now. Oh, yeah. Plumbing? Who doesn't believe in plumbing? You know what I mean? Like, come on. <laughs> if you got shit everywhere, you're going to have to call someone. So How can you have a problem with plumbing? And while you're waiting for your plumbing to get fixed, tune into Flip City Pinball <laughs> and watch some motherfucking pinball. <laughs> like, what I think is hilarious is I, I don't think that the, the, the plumbing companies actually listen to this podcast yet. Oh. And so I'm kind of excited for that to happen, for them to kind of be like, um, we have some notes. Like... <laughs> I didn't know this was what we were going to do. <laughs> Whereas Lucas has been on the podcast. He knows exactly what the fuck's <laughs> going on, you know? But as far as, like, with, uh, you know, with, with all the different shows that we've talked about, I think the main thing that we can kind of take away from it, as far as I'm concerned, is that it's like comedy has come a long way. Oh, yeah. In a short amount of time, yeah. in my opinion. Because it's like now we're kind of – we're kind of like doing this thing where it's like, no, you can't just, oh, your friends thought you were funny, so now you think you're a fucking comedian? No, because I have I have dollars to donut bets, nutsack bets, that you are going to come fucking on here and be a goddamn edgelord. I'm guaranteeing it. Yeah. Like, you're going to be that guy that comes up and fucking Joe Rogan N-words his way out of it. And he's like, my friends thought that was funny. I was like, I feel like your friends chuckled because they were nervous. Like, <laughs> stop talking. Either that or you are or, or the kind that surround yourself with people that uh, you know feel the same way you do. And of right. course, you're not going to be challenged on things like that. Oh, not. Absolutely. And not only that, you were the only one that had the balls to go do it in a microphone. Right. That's the main difference. Like... If you want to do it, hey, by all means, at the end of the show, you will have some some comedians that have some notes. (laughs) And you should probably listen to those notes. But, you know. Ah, fuck. I I cannot express my hatred for edgelords enough. Oh, God, yeah. Just because it's like... You you and I both know what I'm talking about. For you, it's more like the sketch side of things and, and writing. Yeah, but I mean, I also, I like to think that I have a good sense of what's, you know, funny in terms of stand-up. Oh, absolutely. Like I just mean, like, in the writing sense of things. Right, Like, right, right. where I was going to that is that it's like, whenever I'm writing, you know, bits for stage or you're writing bits for screen or anything, or, or sketch or anything like that, right, Yeah, you have to flush that shit out. You know what I mean? You can't oh, just be yeah. like, and then a white guy comes out and says the N-word. <laughs> Thank you. Good night. <laughs> I can hit this button all day. I don't give a shit. There, there have been times like when I started writing sketches way back in the day. I would write absurd sketches that had so much profanity. Give me one, and and like give me one idea. Racist undertone. Okay, never mind. Don't give me one. (laughs) (laughs) And you know, generally, I was surrounded by enough people who had good sense in order to look at those sketches that had like racist jokes th- right and, and and we're total edgelord material to look at that and say hey here's the things you're doing right and here's right the things you're doing wrong i to this day when i hear about something like that i always think of 30 rock with uh whenever <laughs> carrie fisher was guest starring yeah and she goes i don't know and then he comes out and he calls him up and then bleeps her but she says the right. n-word yeah, yeah, yeah. and everyone goes oh that's genius and and like there's a couple of them going wait what like <laughs> We're just going to go for it? Like, what? Are you fucking serious? Right. But yeah. then again, it is hard to argue with Princess Leia. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying. Uh, well, that the, that kind of goes back to what we were talking about with, like, Dave Chappelle and Chevy Chase, which is that yeah. they, I think both Dave Chappelle and Chevy Chase are both examples of people who knew what they were – had had a great comedy sensibility 
at at one then, time, at one point that really captured the zeitgeist of the times, right? And have sort of become disjointed from society to the point where their stuff, they're it's almost like they're performing for themselves. Now. Oh yeah, like they're almost you know? kind of. And here's okay, I'll break it down even further. You know what the fuck they did that was wrong? Yeah, they're old. Yeah, they're fucking old. Like, <laughs> I'm sorry, but that's the fuck. That's what the fuck exactly, happened. Exactly. Joe Rogan, Dave Chappelle, Chevy Chase, anyone that's problematic in the comedy community right now. Guess what fucking happened? They got they're fucking old. old. Yeah. Like that's and they and what happens with old people? They're set in their fucking ways. They're like, I know funny. Let me tell you this joke. <laughs> Two Jews walk into a bar. Okay, let me fucking stop you there. Uh, no. Oh no, you didn't hear the punchline. Yeah, I don't fucking need to okay that's the problem like and it's the exact same thing and the idea that people are like no dave Chappelle is is beyond that he's 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 not he's not he's just an old fucking asshole with outdated opinions he's an old guy who's been who's been living in ohio for the last like 10 years get the fuck you're not even in la like you're in fucking ohio like he is he has gotten so detached from what's going on around him to the point that he can just get on stage and say shit like, I'm Dave Chappelle. And everyone's like, ah, he's a genius. Right. No, yeah. he's not. He's counting your fucking money. Good for you. He, and like I said, his past and everything like that, he's got stand-up specials that to this day are top five favorites of yeah. all time. And the Chappelle show will remain one of the funniest shows right. ever made simply because at that point he had his finger on the pulse. And exactly. he knew what was going on. But after that, with all the money that he made, get the fuck out of here. You don't know what the fuck anybody's talking about anymore. I th- I think that there are so many old people that I and, – and I think what it comes down to is the – Louis C.K. Well, he's old. Uh, like, he, is, he is old. He's fucking like, old. He's a whole different can of worms. <laughs> Louis C.K.'s stuff is all so personal. All of his material is so personal that I feel like – Sometimes when he talks about his daughters and the way that he does, I'm kind of like, oh, why are you making my skin crawl right now? Like, Because I have a five-year-old, so I'm just kind of like, daddy would never talk about you that way, you little bitch. <laughs> like that's. <laughs> but like, there there are some old people who like – know enough to be like hey i should probably check in with a young person you know see what's up i would i would go so far as to say if mel brooks out of nowhere wanted to make a brand new movie i feel like it would be fucking amazing oh yeah because i don't think he's one of those people that would do something like that to where he's like i'm mel brooks i know exactly what's going on i feel like he would be one of those guys like hey uh real fucking quick is this okay? Like, he's just pointing to, like, his script, you know? Just being like, yeah. it, are we good yeah. here? Yeah. Listen, I got away with this shit in the 70s, but it was funny then, so... Uh... All these fucking people that are like, you can't do blazing saddles anymore! And it's like, no, it's... What? What do you mean? What are you talking about? Like, that movie Why would you is... want to do it again? You don't want to remake it. It was funny then because... Of then, like, right? Yeah, <laughs> it was satirical humor, motherfuckers. There have been that so, changes. There have been so many good, funny movies that poke fun at certain aspects. Oh. I feel. I feel like when people talk about, I feel like how, I didn't even move away from the mic enough for that one. That was a nice burp. Oh yeah, <laughs> everyone heard that one. <laughs> yeah, the folks at home they got an earful on. That, that was one of those burps like your nuts kind of come up into your taint a little bit. You know, like. <laughs> Not familiar, going to be honest about that. <laughs> but people talk about, like, you can't do blazing saddles anymore. And it's right. Like, Did you see Tropic Thunder? 
Are you fucking losing your mind? The line that that movie walked was so razor fucking thin. Yeah. But it was done so fucking well. My absolute favorite thing that happened, right? Okay, so in recent years, um, some people have tried to go, you know, retroactively to cancel people and things like that. So they tried to retroactively cancel everyone involved in Tropic Thunder, saying, how dare they let Robert Downey Jr. essentially do blackface? And even the black community went, fuck that. That was hilarious. Like, that... (laughs) That was the point of it was the fact that it's not making fun of that. What it is is it's making fun of actors that are so disillusioned to the world around them yeah. and they they think so highly of themselves. They're like, I can do it. I can get away with anything. And believe me, if the casting had been even a little bit off, wow, that would have gone south. It would but not have The fact worked. that they got Robert Downey Jr. to do it, come on. Yeah. Come on. Robert Downey Jr. coming right, I think he's coming right off Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, which is a... a... No, because I'm pretty sure Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, he was still... I I forget what year Kiss Kiss Bang Bang... Oh, we have a computer. (laughs) We'll we'll Google machine it. In, In my mind, it was Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, Tropic Thunder, Iron Man. Uh, although I know for a fact that Iron Man and Tropic Thunder were oh, why like, am I going to were like on. side by let's side. Do, let's do technology. <laughs> we have the technology. Alexa, what movie came out by Robert Downey Jr. before Tropic Thunder? No, I don't want to call my friend. <laughs> you stupid bitch. All right, hold on. <laughs> let's just do Robert Downey Jr.'s filmography. And and the fact that Robert Downey Jr. at the time was such a a not bankable actor, uh, playing an like a an Oscar bait you know master actor. Oh yeah, was, was a very interesting idea. Well, because I mean, it's it's also if he hadn't gone down the God damn, I almost burped again. If he hadn't gone down the whole you know drug and prison and things like that, he was that actor. He's an actor that it's like he's an award-winning actor even before all of this stuff. Yeah. And so it was just kind of like, okay, well, which came out? I hate when they do this. Just go to IMDb. It'll show you in in order. Okay. Where's that? Do you see it? Uh, Oh, there we go. There you go. Yeah. Because I'm like, I am am such an old man with shit like this. It's ridiculous. All right. We're going down. We're going down. We're going down, down to Robert Downey Jr.'s movies. started like at the beginning. I always forget he was in oh, Natural yeah, Born he's Killers. He's so good. Killers, yeah. But that's why I forget he was in it, because that yeah. character is just that character, you right. know? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, U.S. Marshals. Right. I love that movie. So fucking good. I love The Fugitive. I love The Fugitive. One of the, my favorite Fantastic. crime movies of but all time. But I would go so far as to say I like U.S. Marshals better. They had an amazing follow-up. It's the fact so that they incredible. It up and the fact that movie. they didn't even do it, like when coming up to that movie, they didn't portray it as... This is a sequel to The Fugitive or anything yeah. like that. They were just like, nope, this will stand alone. And it fucking yeah, did. It does, yeah. And then you got, oh, Bowfinger. Fucking incredible movie. Gothica. Kiss Kiss Bang Bang okay. was in 2005. Okay, so he does Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. He does Good Night and Good Luck. Another amazing Oscar-winning movie. And then you've got A Guide to Recognizing Your Saints. You've got Never The Shaggy Dog. Oh, fuck. With Tim Allen? Uh, Scanner Darkly. Yeah, fine. That's a fur. Which was... Eh. Uh, Zodiac. <laughs> Zodiac. Oh. 
So he's get, he's he's doing a, a lot, list of a lot. He even did Iron Man before Tropic Thunder. Okay, the one yeah, he yeah, did yeah. right before Tropic Thunder looks like it was an Incredible Hulk. Boy, he 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 did play Iron Man in that though. He was in the post credit scene. Oh, that's fucking right. So it he's on. So the essentially, w- he did Iron Man and then did Tropic Thunder. Yeah, he's he's on his way back up. Right, because the one before that was Charlie Bartlett, which he plays kind of like, I mean, he's a supporting character in the storyline, but it's not like, ugh, you see Charlie Bartlett? Robert Downey's amazing in that movie. (laughs) It's like, he was just kind of a, and he's on the fucking, look, he's on the fucking cover of it and shit like that, but if anything, you're like, that Cat Dennings can get it. (laughs) Like, that's, (laughs) and I don't care what anybody says, Cat Dennings is one of, the most attractive act- actresses in Hollywood, and I don't give a fuck. I'll fight somebody over it. But, <laughs> but anyway, uh, as far as let's go ahead and what do you think? You want to let's go ahead and, and and put this little put a little bow on all of this sure, and sure, everything sure. because uh, you know with American Dad, I think it is probably more apropos as far as like this podcast and and our back and forths, if you will. Right, yeah, because like that that that's how that show works. in in the way that Family Guy functions as a blank slate to do anything on it's a, right it's, a, it's your basic american family you can do whatever you want american dad is a targeted missile yeah where it it specifically goes to, we know exactly where we're going with this right it's it, it has a very specific target in mind that it's about you know white republicans living in the suburbs right and about how they how a white republican like stan interacts with his hippie daughter right and and it feels it, it definitely tackles a lot of the things too. Oh, like yeah. there's there's race episodes, there's there's you know homosexuality episodes, yeah. there's all kinds of shit. He's a he's CIA just... agent. It is it is a show that is built to talk about how absolutely crazy and useless some of these espionage tactics are. And the absolutely fucking Lutely. CIA, the like center of American uh, of of America's like. Uh, all the all the greatest war crimes America's ever committed. Yeah, the CIA has been involved. <laughs> Crack cocaine. Yeah, exactly. Like that, yeah. Shit like that. Like th- there is like documentation that that's exactly what the fuck happened. Right. And they're still trying to do this thing where it's like, ah, you conspiracy theorists. It's like aliens are real. Crack cocaine was introduced into like different. Get the fuck out of here, we're, we're conspiracy theorists. You guys have done this. <laughs> Like, you, you had to release documentation stating you did these things. Yeah, but you guys sound crazy. Like, <laughs> And the fact that we're taking a, a, an institution that is so almost, I think, universally considered to be really fucking shady, very serious, and not to be taken lightly, and showing it to be this almost like a playground of oh my god wild when they convey it <laughs> almost just like any other office job is yeah. what, that's whenever i start laughing really hard right because i'm like whenever there's like oh i wanted to go on that assassination or whatever <laughs> that shit makes me laugh every time but there's a there's a line early in the in the in the second season i think that that we're um Director Bullock, played by Patrick Stewart, who is Sir Sir Patrick, Patrick Stewart. Stewart who excuse is me, outstanding. <laughs> the fact that they got Sir Patrick Stewart to be apparently a, he loves Seth MacFarlane. Oh God, yeah. I was like, who oh. wouldn't? I love Seth MacFarlane. I do. I loved. I if I ever Thousand Ways to Die in the West, fucking uh, or is it a Million? Uh, yeah, I think a Million. Yeah, is it a Million Ways to Die? Okay, 
But oh. it's just, it's so good. He seems like such a charming guy. You hope. Yeah. You definitely hope. I love, too, that, uh, you know, I, like I said, I have a five-year-old. And so she got, or no, this might have been my niece. She got super into the movie Sing whenever that came out. There is a mouse character voiced by Seth MacFarlane. Really? And he sings, wait for it, crooning Sinatra tunes. <laughs> and I'm like. Of yeah, course he does. You got the right guy for that fucking oh, one. Of course he does. <laughs> Wasn't he like trained by Sinatra or something? Something like that? fucking something out there insane. like that. Like something to the point you're like, fucking what? Are you serious? Like, uh, I don't hold on. <laughs> 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 to, to back it up, to to a show that uh uh really has such a target targeted uh core idea that it wants to get across. Right. Which is the idea that you know all these these American institutions like the military, like the CIA, generally we white, almost don't even need them anymore. You know what I mean? Like conservative white men in general, right? To show them as being, you know, so like crazy and chaotic and past their prime and not nearly as stable as wow. a lot of media. Really Dude, we actually were already as. talking about this in a way. If you think about it, because it's like the way that we're talking about. The CIA, the military, and things like that are the exact same way we are talking about Dave Chappelle, Chevy Chase, and Joe Rogan. It's like, dude, at one point, yes, this is exactly what America, quote, needed. <laughs> but now we don't fucking need you the same way that we needed you then. Right. So up your fucking game or get the fuck out. And that's what most – like in in – to oppose – to talk really quickly one more time about Family Guy. Yeah. <laughs> The way a family if guy. Seth MacFarlane <laughs> listens to this, he's going to be pissed. Like that's <laughs> the way a Family Guy episode goes is like this: Peter Griffin wants to do something crazy, and he upends his entire life and personality and in order finances. To... In some yeah. cases, I love the line that he crashes a blimp after crashing a helicopter into Joe's house, <laughs> and after he crashes the blimp, he goes, "Joe, I am so sorry." And Joe just goes, "How can you afford these things?" <laughs> It's Patrick it's, Warburton. Come on, I love Patrick Warburton. I really do. It's sort of like how Homer Simpson used to like. like Homer would always like. Yeah, but Homer's was it, I'm a farmer this week. Yeah, like, uh, but Homer's were almost just like. I could kind of see how that would be a thing, right. and if we hadn't seen it before, that's the right. other thing. Whereas Peter would just kind of be like, "I'm a farmer this week," <laughs> and then he would just run off and do dumb yeah. shit, and you're just like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" Yeah. This is almost like that time I was in a race, a three legged race with a one legged man. <laughs> you gotta jump, motherfucker! Like, but that's the shit that you're just kind of like, "Wait, what?" I just spent three hours really fleshing out this joke. About uh, penile implants because I didn't want to upset anybody, so I really wanted to watch my vernacular and really yeah, make sure yeah. that this is a well crafted joke. Yeah. But hey, they uh, threw together a fucking one legged man joke and it fucking murdered. So uh, yeah. what the fuck do I know? As as a, and on the other side, you've got American Dad, where every episode is about Stan. An old white man feels out of place in right. society, and it, this is how he's going to deal with that. I feel like they go one of way, one of two ways. Either he yeah. feels out of touch. Don't get me wrong; they all start with he feels out of touch. Right. But then either a he doubles down and he tries real fucking hard to change everyone else's mind, or b he goes so fucking off the rails of just like just bring it I in. Gotta brother. be relevant. Yeah. Like one of my favorites was the episode with my morning jacket. Where I don't, there's I don't remember. Okay, that so one. what happens is that essentially Stan is afraid that rock and roll is 
is brainwashing him and his daughter yeah. and things like not him because he doesn't listen to it, but right. is brainwashing his daughter. So Haley sneaks off to go to a concert. It's my morning jacket. Right. So before he even goes inside, he goes, I can't let that devil in my ears. So he plugs his ears with like, you know, earplug, you know, that's yeah. like nothing's so he just it's just dead quiet as he's running. But you see people kind of like, you know, getting yeah. into it or whatever. And then he goes, Come on, hey, they were going. And you can't hear her, but you can kind of, like, she's pulling back. Where he goes, how dare you, all this shit. And some guy jumps on his back and knocks the earplugs out of his ears. And he yeah. goes, how do you? Oh, my God. <laughs> and he's listening to My Morning Jacket. And, of course, fucking incredibly ethereal, like, holy shit kind of music, you know. Yeah. And so he's sitting there listening. And then next thing you know, he is he's My Morning Jacket's yeah. number one fucking fan. And at one point, Haley suggests they listen to another band that sounds <laughs> like My Morning Jacket. And he goes, you have forsaken Jim! Like, <laughs> <laughs> but, and I think that touches on another idea, because th- those episodes are often about, like, repression, you know? Absolutely. The fact that Stan is such a repressed white man. Right. That, that the first My Morning Jacket That's all it takes. That and touches his ears. in. Yeah. And not just in. Like, at one point, there's even a part in that episode where he goes, like, this nerdy guy stops by the house, and he goes, is Stan here? And Francine's like, yeah, yeah, Stan. And he comes running downstairs. He goes, oh, great, you found the place. Here's your $500. And he runs off and he goes, she goes, what the fuck did you spend $500 for? And he goes, oh, it's a tape of My Morning Jacket. And she goes, you could have just got that online. He goes, not this. Some guy snuck into his dressing room while he was gargling mouthwash. And then he hits play and he's like, and he goes, listen to those tunes, Francine. Like, but that's the thing is that it's like it's one or the other. It, it it has a very, like I said, it's the target of old white men. Absolutely. And because I, we all know at least one of those guys, it's right, like yeah. fucking update your resume, man. Fucking new bands, new comedy. Fucking let's go. And the the best thing about that is, is that that's keep that won't stop happening. People won't no. stop getting old. We're always gonna stuff. have old white guys. Yeah, whether it's an actual old white guy or not, you're still gonna have old people that are clutching to their ideas as right every time. You're always gonna have a new thing that is that my spit? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you're always gonna have a new thing that Stan can be like, I don't understand. Right, and I love the idea too that it's like you're right. You, it's never going to be outdated right because there's always going to be a new idea that people can't seem to wrap their minds around and right now i think what what hits so hard with the dave Chappelle thing was transgender people non-binary people and everything that is something that people just can't seem to wrap their minds around yeah for like the the fact that for some reason people can't separate the the idea of transgender from the idea of it's a person right treated with respect the fact that they feel you don't have to understand it motherfucker like that's that is a human being and they go hey i'm this and all of us (laughs) that are younger went cool yeah and then the older generation went "Ah, i don't like it and it's like who fucking cares here's my favorite too is that like i don't know if you've noticed this but republicans especially conservatives and what have you for decades have used children as a scapegoat for oh, all of this Save shit. the children! Everything. Think about it. It was like gun control. Well, we got to protect the kids. Yeah. Then it was gay marriage. Well, what am I supposed to tell my children when they see two men kissing? Yeah. And then even trans. They were like, well, trans people shouldn't be allowed in that bathroom. What if my child's in that bathroom? Yeah, it's like, yeah. are you just letting your fucking kid run around rampant and do whatever the fuck they want? Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> your kid's going to be fucking fine. Yeah. I think it was... 
oddly enough, I think it was Dennis Leary had a bit about that where he was talking about like, what do I tell my kid? Who fucking cares? It's a kid. Hey, real quick. Sometimes mommies love mommies. Sometimes daddies love daddies. Cool. Can I have a cookie? Like, that's all they fucking care about. It's all new information. You can teach them whatever the fuck you want. They, they talk about how much it's important to protect children, and they don't give a shit when the minute someone turns 18, they, can, they get shipped off to another country to go and fight a war for something that... For a stupid reason. Yeah, that doesn't matter. Like, the idea of children overseas being murdered, you know, and... The and children, children from fucking Mexico that were in America in being cages. in cages. Yeah. They don't give a fuck about that. But yeah. if a 17-year-old finds out that they're pregnant, and you're like, you... You better do the oh. right thing. You better keep that kid. It's like, no, I'm going to go ahead and do the right thing and make sure this kid doesn't grow up in <laughs> poverty, you fucking idiot. Like, are you out of your goddamn mind? And not for nothing, let's go ahead and throw this out there real quick. I'm going to piss a bunch of people off when I say this shit. Well, yeah. mostly them. All of us are going to get a chuckle out of it. For a fucking, like, for a bunch of people that are really into their religion, how is it that I know more about your religion? Because if you think about it, if that kid gets aborted, it never reaches the age past innocence, which means that according to your fucking book, that kid went straight to heaven. So, assalamu alaikum, have a fucking good one. I just fucking solved all your problems, you dumb fucks. I cannot fucking believe it half the time that it's like, have you even read the fucking book? Because I'm a fucking Norse pagan and I read it. Like, <laughs> But I, you know what? I'm good with that. We we live. I'm good with that. I'm I'm good with that idea of just pissing people off if that's what what it does. I'm good with it. We live. <laughs> we live in a world that is you know always changing, always you know moving, evolving, in, moving in one direction, and then it mo- sometimes it moves in another direction, and sometimes we Absolutely. realize that maybe we were wrong. But generally, the the idea of like. Not understanding something, right? And, and watching a character like like in American Dad or in real life, and you talk <laughs> about doesn't understand shit. There are some things that you're like, Stan, come, oh, come on. on, yeah, you don't get that. <laughs> and to see characters uh, like shows like this, where you see characters learn and grow, even if it's absurd, right? And, you know. It's. I, I would argue that American Dad is more absurd than Family Guy. It goes so much. It absolutely. The it, it's abs- it, The reason it's more absurd is because Family Guy goes, "We're absurd." Whereas it's yeah. like American Dad is just kind of like, "Hey, so follow along in the storyline," and you're like, "Okay, <laughs> this is fun." What the fuck just happened? American Dad just does it, and it's, and not only that, I'm I'm not so sure. I'm out of line with saying all of the things that are absurd. The way they led up to it, the reason it's absurd is because it's like, that could fucking happen. Exactly, yeah. And I'm like, oh, god damn it. I don't, <laughs> I don't like that thought. That's <laughs> Yeah. But, I mean, but in your opinion, American Dad, definitely bingeable? Oh, abso-fucking-lutely. And it is on Hulu. There are 16 seasons of it on Hulu. Oh, my god. God forgot- damn. To this day, though, I still, every once in a while, the one that from that show lives in my head rent-free is uh, Steve, the son, is having a dream about playing tennis with Maria Sharapova. But the <laughs> noise that comes out of Stan's face lives in my fucking head red frame because she goes, ah! And when he would hit, he goes, ah! <laughs> Every time, ah! 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 <laughs> So every once in a while, I'll just yeah. look at my partner, and she'll kind of look at me and go, what? And I go, ah! <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's what I'll put on this eighth the thing on the yeah, soundboard just hit it and goes ah. 
<laughs> Steve Smith, by the way, played by Scott Grimes, famed child actor from the movie Critters, which I only recently realized that I feel like I have to share it with the world. I... If I'm I'm for it. Have you seen Critters? I have. Go fucking uh, everyone at home. Go watch Critters. It's, amazing, sh- amazing. It really movie. is. It has been a long time though. So I yeah. I'm you probably come due for on my podcast and talk about Critters. I do, but I'd have to re up. Otherwise, I'd be like, oh I've got God. it on DVD. <laughs> I got it on DVD. <laughs> All right. You know what? Hey Quinn, did you have a good time? I had an amazing time. Fucking hell. Oh, uh, really quick. Watch terrible people streaming on a streaming service near you this that summer. That is the Vegas shit, though. Like, that's just, <laughs> it's on one. It's on. It's going to be on a streaming service, and it's not going to be on fucking, like, Tubi or right. Quibi or, like, CISO. I believe original talks were Amazon, actually. Amazon yeah. is, if, so. if nothing else, if no one else wants the show. <laughs> if nobody else wants us, Amazon Will take us. <laughs> I mean, and I'm cool. I love Amazon. So, oh, I love know, me. Some I Amazon wouldn't Prime. mind if we just stuck with Amazon. You were all good. But hey, uh, so do you have any anything coming up besides Terrible People? Or are we pretty focused on that oh, right God. now? Oh, um, God. Uh, I have a play. My, I have a- <laughs> the look on your face while you said that was just kind of like, I, I have a a play i guess i don't a, a play that i wrote is being produced in two different places oh very cool okay so it's not just yeah i'm i'm in Anne frank <laughs> at a bowling alley theater no, 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 like that's no. <laughs> i would love listen someone cast me in the diary of Anne frank please <laughs> as Anne frank <laughs> i would be an amazing Anne frank wait she's blind and deaf that's helen keller you fuck ass like <laughs> Uh, a play called Jack Dickey and the Swarthy Gentleman is being produced by Roger State University in Very Fairmore, cool. Oklahoma, and it's also being produced by uh, Heller Theater Company. And uh, the Roger State University production goes up in April, and the uh, April <laughs> and the uh, uh, Heller Theater production goes up in May. And this is this is one you wrote. This is one I wrote a couple years ago for Very a, cool. for a project for Heller Theater, and then they optioned it to be produced. A f- it's a full length play. It's a f- yeah. It's a full like uh, uh, hour and a half, ninety minute show. Oh wow! Yeah, well done. Congrats, dude. Thank you. Very and cool. also terrible people. Also that's terrible that's, people. That's, that's that one's got me thing. in it, so that's, I care about that one more. That's <laughs> the main thing I'm here to talk about. And this comes out tomorrow? This comes out tomorrow. Eh, bad publicity live show at the Whittier Bar. Oh, yeah, there you go. Eh. When is that? What? When is it? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> at night. We are so good at our jobs. Show up at 5. Landry's not going to listen to this anyway. Who gives a fuck? <laughs> show up at 5. Stay until 11. I'm going to feel like a complete asshole if I time. get that message and it's just him going, I listened to it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he cares if I push this one too hard or not. Hey, you know what? Fuck you, Landry. <laughs> Fuck, Fuck you, you Landry. <laughs> Fuck you. One of these days we're going to have the money and I'm making those shirts. It's going to say, Fuck you, Landry, and that's I'm it. Sorry, Landry. I love you, man. And even better, we're not going to use a real picture of him. We're just going to get the kid from Family Circus. <laughs> he would actually love that, I think. I have no doubt. And you know, there's a strong contingent of alt-right Tulsans who would love that as well. Oh, absolutely. I'm trying to fucking, um, I'm having some cake and eating it too. Fuck them. <laughs> they don't even know what podcast they're promoting, and we just talk shit about all of them. <laughs> Get all that sweet Nazi money. <laughs> even better is that, like, I've given in. I'm, okay, bring it on, capitalism. <laughs> fucking pay my bills. Let's go.
If I'm living in a broken system, I might as well get paid. There's the shirt. All right. We're all... <laughs> well, Quinn, uh, thanks for coming by, man. Seriously. Absolutely. It's absolutely. always a fucking blast. Uh, even whenever... I love your show. I love your show. Now we're just going to suck each other's dicks. All right. Uh, so... <laughs> All right, guys, as always, uh, if you want to email the podcast, it's bingepodcast918 at gmail.com. Oh, my God. I'm going to email you so much now. Dude, some of the emails I've got, there's no fucking way they meant to hit send. <laughs> like, it's it's incredible. It really is. If I send you an email every week, will you read my emails on your podcast every week? <laughs> if they're funny. If they're funny. Okay. There's the stipulation. If they're funny and it translates from an email. <laughs> Because if I, I think I can make that happen, I also love the idea of having a segment during this podcast where it's all right. Let's read the fucked up emails that Terrell has to. If it lives in my head rent free, now it's your turn. Like, <laughs> but uh, again, as always, though, uh, I mean, well, uh, you know, before I do that, though, do, do you have any way that they can get a hold of you? Like, I mean, um, you I'm, are you are a writer and a and a and a actor and what have you. So I'm, I'm really not very active on the social medias at on all. On the socials, um, but you know, I I uh, I generally you know like if people were to follow me on Facebook, maybe, <laughs> I, I don't know. Come see my shit. Like, because <laughs> if, Facebook is where I you know promote most shows and things that I'm involved right. with. If you if you want to know the exact dates for my play, for example, you can follow me on Facebook. My name is right. Quinn, I always Quinn rec- Blakely. Yeah, yeah. I always recommend you know Facebook things like that. If someone's like you know when is your next comedy show or anything like that, I'm like go to Facebook because half the time I'm told about it. It's like hey, you yeah. remember that's next week, right? Yeah. And I'm like oh, I better post about it. Like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm on Twitter, but I only do that so I can <laughs> like and comment on right. Miller's tweets. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Every but, once in a while, like every couple months, I'll just go on Twitter and I'll like all of Landry's tweets. <laughs> and without fail, like 10 minutes later, he'll be like, my phone won't stop making sounds. Which to him is a nightmare. Yeah. But hey, thanks thanks again for coming on. Oh, gosh. this I mean, I love this. I love this. There is it's absolute chaos and I This is it. this is the type of shit that uh forms new podcasts. Absolutely. So keep your <laughs> ear to the ground. But anyway, hey guys, uh as always, uh if you know, you don't ha- you have a problem with the show or whatever, go fuck yourself. We don't really give a shit. Yeah, go fuck yourself. <laughs> Hey, buddy, <laughs> and I go always, fuck yourself. I always love the juxtaposition of I also end it with, I love you, and there's nothing you can do about it. I love you. <laughs> go fuck yourself. Are you sure? Damn right, I'm sure. 